Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dr. Alicia Barnes, founder of Tales Animal Chiropractic Care, who help fur babies to live a happy and healthy life as much as possible. And their patients range from senior dogs and cats struggling with the pain of arthritis to performance dogs trying to maximize their potential and reduce injuries. As entrepreneurs, isn't that what we're trying to do? But they also love working with our, our regular furry couch potatoes who just want to feel better and having two ourselves i love that so hey dr alicia welcome to the show mark thank you so much for having me i was so excited to be on the show today with you well thank you for joining us hey can you can you just um expand a little more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with Yeah. So we, I'm in, you know, I think my 12th or 13th year of business. It started as like, people had no idea this even existed. It was like dog chiropractic. Can you even make a living from that? Um, To now it's a multi six figure business. We have multiple locations um, and we really are filling this niche of animal wellness of, of really helping the fur babies in our family to feel their best, to move their best, um, to decrease their pain, to increase their mobility. Um, it's just been such a pivotal thing. So many amazing stories from all of our clients of how much a difference it's made for them. That's fantastic. And I'm one of those people. I mean, we got a Jack Russell and a little wiener dog. Uh, We we love our pets, but when I saw your application come through, I was like, animal chiropractic what the fresh hell is this this is this sounds interesting so obviously started snooping you out and seeing what it's all about and yeah so i was in that place of course i guess when you have a dog who has this specific problem is one thing but so i was i was excited and intrigued at the same time right i know that's especially if you've got a dachshund i mean those poor babies they like one in three dachshunds will actually go through like a paralytic event meaning they'll you know, hurt a disc and have paralysis. And so mm. chiropractic, they, we see so many little wiener dogs. It's my favorite. Oh, fantastic. So what, what is it that you find, you know, time and time again, that you have to help? Huh, maybe, maybe it's less helping the animal. You have to educate the, the own us. It's right. us, right? Exactly. So what do you have to help guide your your clients through so that your their their pets, their babies, whether it's performance or it's just loving right. pets? What what is it that you find time and time again you need to change, readjust, or just make them aware of? Totally. So you're exactly right. I think in our industry, 
Um, the biggest problem that we face is people have no idea what this is. They don't know that it's available. And it's been around for as long as chiropractic care has been a, a, around. You know, people, doctors have always worked on animals. It's just becoming a little more mainstream with our certifications. Um, hmm. And so, yeah, a lot of it is just educating owners of how much this can help. So a lot of times we'll get people that they're just a little bit frustrated because they kind of hit the end of the line um, with their veterinarian who was mm. offering, you know, drugs or medication or nothing. And they just were like, there's gotta be something else I can do. You know, I just can't see fluffy, you know, walking around in pain. So they come to us. So a lot of it is just teaching them how the more that we can kind of correct alignment, um, joint motion, decrease muscle tension, the more we can decrease pain in their animal yeah. and just really help them um, feel better for as long as possible. So a lot of it's just education on what we do. It's not that it's not voodoo and it's not, we're not going to like, I think the other fear is people think we're just going to like put the dog on the table and crack them this way and that way. And it's, it's yeah. not that way. It's very gentle and kind. And, um, but yeah, assuaging people's fears a little bit about what it looks like. Oh, then let's talk about that because yeah, the first thing I thought, obviously having been to the chiropractor a number of times, it is that right. there's different methodologies. I mean, one chiropractor I went for was very much the micro emotions, mm -hmm. lots of little adjustments. Another one was like, get your right position and then crunch. It was force. Okay. They both had had their place, but yeah, there is that that fear, that doubt, that worry creeps in. So is is that an element with your with your clients or prospects that you have to help them to is yeah. it education before they come in the oh door gosh. is that a big part of this totally I will you'll laugh because I think so many times and when we're talking to new clients we'll say have you seen adjustments on TikTok and if it's yes we'll be like it doesn't look like that because <laughs> I think they are terrified because they see you know these things that have virality like they just are really um yeah. But we adjust dogs the way we adjust kids. So it's really gentle and low force. And, um, but yeah, I think, or you get the people where I'm like, I, there's, you know, our, our definite intention is never to do any harm. And so um, we kind of have to explain, like, it's not going to be a show, you know, it's, yeah. we're just really going to help your pet. Um, but yeah, that's always a, a funny thing. Cause if they've seen TikToks, then we really have to talk them off the ledge, you know? Yeah. Have you been on social media? Cool. Ignore it all. Ignore right. University of Google on this occasion. Most right. times. Most times it can be, do more harm than good. Right. So what, Alicia, what was it like when you when you first started? What was it you were like, yeah, this animal chiropractic, that's that is where I'm going. Was this was this from right. a very early age that you nuanced down or what what helped you to sort of yeah. guide this area? So great question. So I actually thought I wanted to be a veterinarian for a long time went to pre-vet, um, talked with other veterinarians, realized that I actually am a little too sensitive um, to be a vet. I almost love animals a little too much. Um, and I tip my hat to all the veterinarians out there because they, um, they, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's really challenging. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, you're seeing a lot of things that really just can break you. And so I was like, you know what, I think I'm too sensitive. So I love the mm. wellness field. I love chiropractic. And then I knew that you could also get certified in animal chiropractic. So went to school right off the bat when I graduated, got my certification in animal chiropractic and then like hit the ground running. Um, I think one thing personally, I've always, you know, struggled with that I'm learning to overcome is really doubting myself. So I, yeah. as most entrepreneurs was scared shitless starting my practice, you know, am I good enough? 
will people even show up coupled yeah. with that no one's ever heard of this before and um but I think that's the amazing thing is you just keep trying and you just keep taking action and even if you're scared you just keep trying to put the next foot in front of the other and now you know over a decade later we have huge success you know yeah. I've turned it into one of the biggest practices in the nation um, I mean, it's just really incredible when you just put your head down and you just keep working at it and working at it, you know. So we'll talk about that full journey, but let's just go back with it a few steps because you said yeah. you came straight from this. You had the um, the expertise, you had the skills, you had the knowledge, right. but that is the, huh, those are the things that you get to do. That's what you, that's the job after you get paid. Right. Being a business owner and doing it for yourself oh my gosh, that is a whole different kettle of fish. There is so much else in that. So what was it like for you coming with this very specific, amazing skill sets, plus the self-doubt of one, people don't know about this. Secondly, shit, can I actually make this work? What was it What was it like for you as the business owner, Alicia, coming into this and starting to build? Yeah, so that was because, you know, we're in chiropractic school, as you, you know, alluded to, you're taught how to be a doctor. You're not taught anything about business. Like I wish I would have found you guys. And like, cause there's, there's so many things that if you just follow this, you know, so I was really kind of floundering of like, what works, what doesn't yeah. not have, you know, what do you invest in? What do you pay for? You know? Um, and so I just really kept kind of coming back to like providing the best care that I could. But yeah, I fumbled a little bit earlier in the business, just not knowing the right decisions to make. I really wish I would have found something that you mm. guys offer where it's like, yeah. this is a formula. These are the things that are going to come up for you. This is how you continue to take action in, in a strategic way. Well, let's, let's pause there because it's it's easy in hindsight to say, ah, oh, if I'd have found this solution, right. this product, this strategy way back when, of course, I'd, I'll always hold space for hindsight's yeah. great. In that moment... There is that I can do it on my own, or I don't know what I don't know, or is this going to work? So the fear can sometimes override the common sense of, well, yeah, to have the support, the accountability, the guidance of people who have been there, done that, helped these people through. Oh my gosh, it makes a difference. So if we can remove that, the hindsight, what would have stopped you? What could it have been that may have that doubt, maybe that fear would have crept in? So maybe you wouldn't have made decisions that. In hindsight, now you'd have made, but right then it's, you're in a different place. You're a different person. Yeah. Totally different person from when I started. So what are, um, just to clarify, what would, what would have stopped me then you think? Is that what the question is? I have no idea. I, I went on a bit of a rant there. The, <laughs> no, I think the point okay. is, it's what, what is <laughs> it like it. when, yeah, you know what you could have done, but in the moment you may not oh. have done it. So right. What what held you back? What stopped you? Or what would have stopped you mm -hmm. if you would have seen something that now you know could have really helped you? Totally. You know, I think that it really was um, believing that, like holding a big vision for yourself and believing yeah. that it was possible. So I uh, think for a lot of years, I really played small, kept being small, you know, mm -hmm. like really afraid to push the envelope a little bit. Cause yeah. I didn't know if that was really a possibility for me. And as I've gotten bigger, my dreams yeah. have gotten bigger. I've been playing bigger, really coming into like my highest self, my fullest self. Um, yeah. And then holy shit, then like, it just gets easier and easier and bigger and bigger. If I would have known that I would have like started dreaming big way earlier. You know, yeah. it's amazing how once you get the momentum, I mean, yes, you're still working and yes, you're, you know, but it's just, 
it, you know, it's the snowball effect. It feels like, you know, like once you can get things moving, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, that fear and that worry, there's a, there's a lot that goes into that as you're playing it small. Now there's a trait. We can probably tap into this now and see where is that still showing up? Oh. Even the level you are, these, these things, these challenges, these beliefs, you know, we truly say this time and time again, it's, you know, people say new level, new devil, mm, also new level, old devil. It comes back in with like a fake mustache, fake glasses. Right. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the same problem that you thought you dealt with like two right. years ago. Honestly, it's different. I'm oh, like, totally. oh, how I can know. I do this differently? It's like, no, it's the same yeah. damn thing. So it's totally same thing. Yeah. What what have you seen during this progression? Because obviously the, the years you've been doing this, you've probably seen, you've gone through a lot. You've gone through right. COVID, you've gone through recessions. Oh my gosh, there's a, there's a lot in this. Mm -hmm. So what's your, how have these come into play? And what's it, what are maybe a couple of consistent challenges that you've had to work through or overcome that maybe had a different flavor or yeah. were a bit different, but had the same nuance? Totally. I know my kind of like demons that love to show up is feeling like worthy of something like feeling worthy of success, worthy of X, Y, and Z. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just really believing that it is possible for myself. Um, so those, yeah, like once you get to a new level, it's like, okay, am I worthy of having an amazing team of other doctors? Am I capable yeah. of being a good leader? Um, is it possible that we have a million dollar animal chiropractic practice, which has never been done before? Like this is totally, you know, so it's like challenge accepted, right? Right, exactly. And so, but yeah, those themes tend to be common themes and it yeah. is beautiful though. You start, or I at least notice myself, I start to recognize them easier, even when they're in their disguises that I'm yeah. like, oh, there you are like unworthiness. <laughs> you know, like let's, yeah. let's address it, you know? So what's, let's flip that. What's, what is a new challenge for you as you look to scale and grow and bring on a team and level up yourself and step away from maybe the day-to-day -day you do right now? What are the challenges that you're currently facing? It's like, fuck yeah. Oh, this, this is next level. Where I literally haven't done this before. Right. And that's where I think it's almost like having putting enough processes and systems into place where I can kind of step away and things run on my own. Um, and so, yeah, like almost having one foot in and one foot out where mm. I am still, you know, I'm still seeing some patients I'm still, but I'm trying to scale that back and hire amazing doctors so that they can do that mm. work for me so that I can really jump into the business. But I, I feel like I'm straddling both right now where I like yeah. still have my foot in, you know, the day to day, but then I, I've been really wanting to lay a foundation where I can completely step away and just run the business. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm kind of like in that transition zone right now. Yeah. Nice. What, so this transition, cause there's, there's two, the way we like to talk about it with, with our clients is there's two transitions. There's, there's the business as its own personality, as its own persona. And then there's you, the business owner. So what, What's the biggest transition? Which which one feels like it's it's further away from the thing that you want? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. You know, I feel like it is like what I'm struggling with now is like getting. So I guess maybe it'd be more me, like getting um, 
the things that I want to get done, which I need like CEO time to do, but then mm. also like grow and scale the business yeah. and seeing patients. So it's probably a little, or I don't know, it feels like a little bit of both where I both areas need a little bit of space to grow. Yeah. What's that space look like? What, what, what do you feel like you actually need? I Maybe know. not what you want, but what do you, right. Maybe not what, well, yeah. What do you, what do you actually, what do you want? What do you want versus what do you actually need? But it might be a bit too scary. Right. So I, so I really have this vision that I've set for myself that I really want to be able to work like 15 to 20 hours a week. So I've yeah, got yeah. young kids. And so I'm like, this is it. Right. But then it's like, so this is my vision I've set for myself is I only want to work 15 to 20 hours a week. Yes. But then it's like the workload right now doesn't fit into that 15 to 20 hours a week right now. And so yeah. that's, I'm trying to determine, am I, cause I also self-admittedly am, um, a like productivity junkie. Like I feel like I need to be productive all the time. So yeah. trying to learn what is busy work and what is like effective, intentional at work, you know, like what really yeah. matters that I really need to get done. What are things I can delegate and what are things that are just not important, you know? Okay. So you brought that up. What's the busy work or the faux action as we call it? What is the faux action that you're taking that you find yourself time and time again doing, but it's not in alignment with scaling or bringing in your team or right. stepping away. And it's like, Hey, I just found myself spending an hour a day, a month doing the things that crumbs. Oh it's not in alignment, but maybe it's safer. Right. Maybe it's just pure habit. What are those I items? Oh, I'm embarrassed to even say this, but it is like answering phone calls, email inquiries, something that easily I could give to a virtual assistant or give yeah. to like my other doctors. But I have this like, oh my God, I, you know, cause it's like the initial impression mm. that someone gets. And so I'm like, I always want to make sure that that is of the highest caliber, but it's right. like, oh my God, like what business owner do you know is still like answering the phone? You know, it's me. It's me that is still doing that. It's, you know? it's me. My bad. It's yeah. that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm the problem. It's me. You know, <laughs> thanks, Taylor. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, Absolutely. Taylor, I got it. <laughs> it's it's true. I mean, crumbs. Let's go on a tangent with Taylor. She her career has, has shifted yeah. from this angst, everyone else, their problem to hold on. As I've grown, as I've matured, yeah. think there's more to it. There's something so beautiful in that. I mean, I know you can interpret yeah. that in different ways, but as a business owner, because we, we talk business on this podcast even though it's from a personal perspective, that's kind of huge. So to uh, put our hands up and go, okay, let's pause in a safe environment. All right. How am I fucking this up? Right. Where am I getting in my own way? So right. lovingly, what do you find as your, what's your self-sabotage in this area? Obviously business is going so well and it's right. fantastic. It's not like you're burning it down, but mm -mm. where is it that's actually hindering rather than empowering. Right. And that's where I think like, I, I, I am needing to trust myself that I make the decisions and release yeah. control a little bit. Mm. Um, so that I'm not so that my, you know, 15 to 20 hours a week is filled with things that light me up that things I'm really good at that things that like other people wouldn't be able to do as effectively as I can, you know, but yeah. it is like, Oh my God, releasing, 
a little bit of that control. Cause it's like, I think when you've built a business from the ground up, you so know you're good at it, right? You're, you're, you're good at all the things. And so you're almost afraid, or I feel afraid to yeah. let it go. Cause I'm like, I, you know, this is how we built the business. I want to continue to see it grow, yeah. but I just know that it's not um, a smart uh, use of my time. Is, is this maybe sort of doubly hard for you? in a way because you spend your time crafting your skill and your knowledge in your area of expertise your zone of genius and then you crafted the business the the messaging the marketing the the the, the customer journey the doggy journey that you that you have right. so there's almost two unique aspects there um which is the hardest to to start to sort of step away from it and sort of let it do its own thing yeah. So I think that's what is like the patience. Cause I love to see our patients, you know, like I love what we do. I love but yeah. helping animals, but what it's almost like my passion is requiring me to, cause in order to scale and really bring this to the masses of what I would like to do, I need to mm. really focus on growing the business and finding amazing doctors, which I have, I've had two amazing yeah. doctors um, and so the, and who treat the patients so wonderfully, like patients are getting care without me. And isn't that the funny thing is that comes up is like, whoa, like this is, um, not me, you know, like you're like empowering yeah. other people to do the work that you did. So it's fulfilling. It's like a parent, you know, it's like your child is doing such a good job, you know, and you're just like so proud. And, um, yeah. So I think that, kind of stepping away, like letting other doctors kind of do this amazing work um, so that I can bring it to more people um, mm. is kind of such a dream. But yeah, it's something I'm trying to transition into being able to do, you know? Yeah, because as a um, anyone who has a passion business, uh, we found time and time again during this sort of scaling process, it's, um, but I love what I do. I love the impact it makes. Um, you have that sort of the people pleasing tendencies start to sort yeah. of creep back in the over delivering, undercharging, yes. perfectionism, losing that sort of balance. All oh these gosh. kind of, are we playing Guilty. entrepreneur yeah. bingo here? Guilty. Yeah. But nailed it. it comes from the right place. It comes from right. such a beautiful, heartfelt place. But so your route through to actually help more people is actually to help less personally. Right. So if you're driven by fulfillment and satisfaction, how are you going to start to top that up if you're not getting it from this particular area that you right. you have done for crumbs for such a long time? Right. And that's what I think is something that's really near and dear to my heart is of just um, supporting my doctor. <laughs> so in our profession, there's a saying that like we eat our young and where it's like usually associate doctors are treated very poorly, you know, like. And that's just not what I want, you know? So then I yeah. think now what gets me excited is to create an amazing work culture mm. that I pay my doctors well, uh, you know, they were treated so well, there's flexibility and mutual respect. Yeah. And really, then that's the other thing is of stepping into my role as a leader, which mm. I, you know, love people so much. I do. I'm such a people pleaser. And so like, but kind of finding that balance of creating an amazing culture while still being an effective leader, being effective, like captain of the ship, so to speak. Um, yeah. So that's the personal work totally that I'm in right now, of um, knowing where I want to go, but then just making sure that I acquire the skills. Um, yeah. So being that person that you, you can lead from the right way, because we've all had, you know, seen bosses or, you know, 
made these mistakes of, oh, I don't want to be run business like, like that person did. It showed me all the reasons why I don't want to do it. We can, oh, crumbs, we can overcorrect so much and go the opposite way. And now we're best friends of everyone. It's like, that right. doesn't work. So where's the where's the nuance for you that you're trying to find this is this place that's authentic and aligned for you? Totally. Cause yeah. And that's, I think again, like I um, have ping pong. So I, I, you know, I had gone the one direction where it was like, Oh, it's okay. You don't need to do anything. I'll do it all. You know, like um, just way too accommodating. Um, But then now trying to find balance of like, we have really high standards and we strive for excellence in this practice. And so there's definitely going to be expectations of you and I will support you and guide you and you know, love you through that, but there is still expectations and you're kind yeah. of trying to give them space to like grow into that without, um, either a being too hard on them or B, um, giving them too much, um, like, um, like wiggle room, like yeah. wanting them to really kind of be their best selves as well. And so that's kind of been the biggest thing of almost being a little bit of, um, not a hard ass, but just of like, this is, these are the expectations and I will like love you and guide you to that. But the expectations mm. don't change, you know, but everyone's different. Everyone has a different right. um, approach. Everyone has different experiences. So your approach with, let's say a couple of different um, people you know, underneath you. Yeah. You can say the same thing, have the same right. systems and processes and protocols right. and it might land differently. So this okay. is the, I think the, the fun and games we, we all get to have as, as we scale. Totally. And that is it. You know, it's like, I've, you know, I've had a few doctors, it's not at like a love, but you're exactly right. I mean, it's almost like parenting where it's like, you have to find their style, their love language, the way that it's almost they like want. parenting. It's exactly like parenting. Right? I, I have a toddler and I tell you sometimes, you know, it's just like, I've learned so much of navigating tantrums that I am even better with people communication by just being able to navigate those big emotions and um, but yeah, definitely learning how each person processes information and learns yeah. and, and then their own, you know, limiting beliefs that comes up and their own fears and their, yeah. you know, I had, you know, not feeling good enough and, um, just trying to like guide through those things too. Cause we all just are trying mm. to do our best, you know? Yeah. And I think we were chatting away offline before you jumped on. It was about a fine right culture. You, you are being able to sort of create this culture from, from scratch. Right. which is a blessing and a curse. You get right. to craft the environments, the the, the mission that, that you want. However, and I guess bringing people on board who who believe in that, who want that, who who right. believe in you as right. as the leader that maybe you're not right now, but that you're going to be. There is, totally. there is a lot of future paving here, which is built on trust. It's built on a, a shared desire. Maybe that's the biggest thing with 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 team. It's, it's that shared desire. It's like, yeah, we're never looking at what's in right now. We're looking at the future as if it's already here. That's how we're going. Right. So from that perspective, what where are you going? What's the what's the big vision, the big dream? What is that? Yeah. So I I do. So I have a big vision. So I really want to take the practice to a million dollars, which again, like I said, has never been done. Um, so what that looks like is five locations. Um, mm-hmm. So we're at two now um, and then five different doctors. So each doctor running their own location. Um, and then, yeah, just bringing this. So, you know, we're in Colorado now. I really would love to take it nationwide. 
um, and build, you know, I'm not exactly even sure what that looks like as far as like just multiple locations or franchise or whatever, but I um, just have a vision of really spreading this um, service because it really, it changes dogs' lives. Like, you know, I mean, it just, it really makes such a difference. So I really want to create something Mm. that people feel safe, that they know their pets are safe, but um, just really scale and build and hopefully create like a nationwide, a nationwide um, business. So love that. Oh, yeah. Why limit yourself there? There's I a whole know. world that needs I your know. help and support. You validated your launching. It's like this is, yeah, this is kind of beautiful. So it, it changes lives. Well, great. Right. Well, do more of it. Come right. on, you got I this. Know. You're love totally that. Right there's the playing small again, Mark. That little fucker keeps <laughs> he just creeps oh, up shit. all the time. Yeah, you started this podcast talking about yeah the doubts oh, and the playing it small, right? and that's like, I hey, know. I let, know. Let's limit myself to yeah, just a million dollars. Fuck that. Come right? on, you're bigger Thank than that. You, Mark. Thank <laughs> you. I needed that. I know that little like not feeling, you know, just playing small comes up all the time. <laughs> It, it does and crumbs of all this stuff it's sneaky 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 i know so, i know dr alicia thank you Aww. so so much for being here playing along and sharing everything behind the scenes it's been beautiful to hear the way your business has evolved how you help people and um everything behind the scenes of you thank you so much Aww. thank you mark i just love your energy and you've got so thank much you. wisdom and insight and it's just been so fun to be on the podcast with you Oh, you're so, so welcome. Now, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? So you can follow us um, on Instagram, Tales Cairo Care. Um, we're on Facebook. We'll hopefully be on TikTok, t- TikTok soon and um, just continuing to kind of um, just be seen and show what we do because it's really amazing. Super stuff. Well, everyone go and check that out if you're curious or like, hell yeah, I will learn more about this. Go and check it out. But yeah, Dr. Alicia, thank you again. This has been so much fun. Thank you, Mark. It was wonderful, wonderful. I appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. <laughs>